0: Hello and welcome to That Missionary Life. For those of us who are back in this American life, but still want to talk about that missionary life. um, These are our stories and hindsight. So we've been back in the United States for nine months. We got back on Halloween 2020 and now it is August And we are just reflecting a little bit on nine months. And no one has actually asked me. They're like, oh, are you settled in yet? They, I mean, some kinds of those questions have been asked, but not like super specific. Like, do you feel settled now? Um, And I don't know. I would say probably like 90, maybe even more than 90% settled in, but there's... There's those bits where you're like, oop, not done yet, not done yet. I read an article, and I'll read you some of it in a minute, but just, it was about a missionary who had left um, her place of service in Africa at the beginning of COVID, and had just been able to go back and visit, and some of the ways she put it, I started reading, and I was just in tears, and I was like, oh my goodness, hashtag too soon. <laughs> wow that hit the the buttons. And it, it's it's sort of like a a slow uncurling you know, like think of yourself like all crimped up and or like a paper all squished up and smoothing it out, smoothing it out slowly. And there's a lot of it that gets done really fast. Like you're like, oh, yeah, yeah it's pretty, I'm pretty stretched out, you know, I'm pretty okay or unpacking. I feel like the physical part of unpacking got done really quickly. But the spiritual and the mental and the emotional part... It's, it's still going. And I don't know, nine months, it's, it's not done. I know it's not done. I don't know when it will be done. um, But a lot of things have been done. I mean, the first two months was basically just calming the shock. So we got here, we visited family, um, we started restarting uh, life, uh, checking in on everyone. We bought a car and found a house to rent. We were transient. We stayed in Airbnbs. Uh, We were still trying to close doors to open others, you know, Um, Kate taught online, and I taught online in different countries, and so that was really difficult until the end of the school year, which really wasn't until like right before Christmas. The next two months, we settled into our home. So January and February, um, we went from eight suitcases to a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bathroom house being pretty full. Um, Sophia started school in January. I started my new role at World Renewal, and the next 3 months were really just finishing the semester, getting into a routine, growing where we were planted. And then summer happened, and it's so funny cuz Sophia's going back to school tomorrow and um, part of me's just like, "Oh my goodness, my first like American summer." <laughs> with children and school and the not school. And, you know, Cade being off school since he's a teacher as well. So when we are off school, it's a completely different life than when half our family is gone at school. And we were definitely not as organized as makes me comfortable and happy. But it was a good summer. It it, it really was. And um, now we're going back into that routine. And that's really awesome. So this article is by Amy Medina. Um, You can find it online. It's called Rewriting the Ending. And uh, it is just really great. I absolutely love it when other people (laughs) are going through basically like the same big life changes as I am. I actually think that's one of the things that has been the most helpful to us as a family coming back during COVID is that everyone's going through changes. Like when we came back, my sister had just moved from her home to a new home. So it was like, we were both moving, you know? And with COVID, it's like, everybody has changes. Everybody's having to deal with difficult things. And not that I want everyone to suffer, but it's sort of nice just not to be going through a ton of changes and being the only ones and feeling like we have to be normal. And it's been so, so great because nothing's normal for anyone. And so I haven't felt like I have to hide anything. And that has been a really a real blessing. So anyways, I'm going to read you some of this article of when she went to go back to um, Africa and I hope I can make it through because oh my goodness you can tell I got it's yeah there's still some still some raw parts that are still getting settled in to being back in America for sure. The faces of old friends appeared out of office doors, and some clapped and some cheered, and all of them surrounded me at once. They engulfed me with love, and I held on to them for dear life, and I broke down with joy and sorrow and relief and a whole lot of jet lag. For fourteen months I had longed for this moment and had not known if it would ever come, but it did. What was it like to go back? It felt like Lucy going through the wardrobe, like Harry passing through platform nine and three quarters. I got off the plane and was in a different universe, one that instantly felt very familiar, like no time had all at all had passed. June in Dar el Salam is technically winter, but my face was abruptly shiny again from the humidity. My ankles were perpetually itchy from mosquito bites. Monkeys danced on the roof in the mornings. I ate rice and beans for lunch and haggled over taxi prices, hollered for the house guard when the water pump stopped working. My duffel bag derived with a large rip, and I fretted over finding a needle and thread until it dawned on me, Huh, I'm in Dar. I can walk out the gate and find a tailor who will fix it up as good as new. Lickety split. And so I did. I have spent the past fourteen months trying to force my soul into ill-fitting clothes. Being so back and so being back felt felt ordinary and effortless and light. My soul is filled with long conversation My soul filled up with long conversations with so so many friends. We visited favorite restaurants as we drove through town. I reminded the girls of memories embedded on every street corner. Take a picture in your mind, I would tell them. Make it part of you. This is your country. Don't let yourself forget. We stopped by the houses we lived in for ten years. We visited the house cleaner who worked for us the girls' entire life. As familiar as it all was, as wonderful as it was, there was evidence everywhere that this was not my world anymore. We stayed in the home of a good friend who was out of the country and the girls immediately noticed their old toys on the children's shelves. I went to the linen closet to find towels and was startled to see my dolls were there. This is how missionary community works. We are great at recycling. My house used to be filled with items that once belonged to other missionaries long gone. Now it's my things, spread out in other friends' houses around Dar es Salaam. It is not my life any longer. I knew this, of course, but there was something valuable about seeing it for myself. It hurt, it did, to face the reality of life going on without me. Especially because in that place, that role, these people have stayed so permanent in my soul in the last 14 months. Yet I identified that hurt and was grateful for it. I needed it in a way in order to give myself permission to move on. There's a part of me that's been stuck in this year. Knowing that they have moved on helps me move on too. You see, that was the best part of the trip. For months and months and months, I imagined a different ending to our life in Tanzania. I hated that my ending, desperately wished and wished that it didn't end that way. I can't go back and change it, of course. What happened last March was fully, firmly written in history now. But this trip allowed me the gift of a postscript to that ending, a sweetness to counter that which was only bitter before. To be sure, it still wasn't the ending I wanted, but it was a whole lot better than the one I had. Whew, so yeah, <laughs> you can tell there's, that I mean, that, that hit. Definitely hit some buttons for me, um as I'm like sniffing <laughs> through that article, but there are four four parts of that that just really stuck out. The first part was um, where she said, "I spent the last fourteen months trying to force my soul into ill fitting clothes, so being back felt ordinary and effortless and light. Um, I feel like that's a very good description um there's a lot of times. I mean, I, I guess I, I would tell you I'm almost up, I'm like around 90% that the clothes fit, the clothes feel all right. Um, but there's sometimes I'm just like, this is off, you know, that what, what, I'm not sure what it is, but something's not fitting right here. Um, and then the next part where she said, make a picture, she was telling her girls, make a picture of this in your mind. I would tell them, make it a part of you. This is your country. Don't let yourself forget. Um, I've had a lot of different mornings. I try to read books with the girls in Portuguese, trying to speak with the girls in Portuguese. Haven't done a super great job. Um, but just being like, This this is your place. Don't forget this. Don't don't forget this is your country too, kind of thing. Um I feel like that is so important and it just feels like it's almost more important for them to hold on to it than for me to, which is funny and silly because they need to make their own choices. And yet it just feels like that's so important for me to make sure that they do. The next part was, uh, my how talking about missionary recycling. <laughs> my house used to be filled with items that once belonged to missionaries long gone. And, you know, it's just, it's, it is, it's like there's, there's a cycle and, um, there's a new family. in in Brazil now. And it's been so neat to see them being able to go from America, to be there in Brazil, to see how they've been received and to see what God's doing in their lives. And I'm so, so grateful. And (laughs) sometimes I am so, so jealous and not in like, I don't want them to have it, but in like, ouch, I miss that. Um, and and then lastly, that it's not my life any longer. I, I knew this, of course, but there was something valuable at seeing it for myself. And it hurts to face the reality of life going on without me. Um, and I feel like that there's a lot of selfishness, I think, in that. Uh, I don't know, at least for me personally, it's like you want to be irreplaceable. You want to think that you are the center. It's really easy to center ourselves in the story, and when you leave and nothing falls apart <laughs> and life goes on really well, actually really great, really successful without you, you're almost like, what? <laughs> what do you mean it's still going great? I thought I was holding that together. I thought they needed me, you know, and it's uh, it's a hit. To, it's a blow to the ego. Um. To know that it keeps going on without you. But it's, it's a very healthy blow to the ego, I think. And to realize that we are called in this life to follow God. Where he leads us. And when he leads us out of the country and we follow as missionaries. It's a beautiful journey. And when he leads us back, that's a beautiful journey too. Because that's still the same journey. The same journey that God has called us to and he's leading us on. And that's the the number one journey, you know, with all the I'm the only one who can do this or, uh, you know, quickly running into the white savior complex uh, and other issues that are serious uh, and definitely need to be addressed in the missionary community. You know, it's realizing that God calls and we follow God and God fills and life keeps going and it's really good and it's really beautiful. And leaving and having new parts of the story and new locations doesn't negate any of the old story um, and doesn't mean that the new story is any less valuable for sure. So what about you? Um, How long do you think it takes to feel like you're settled in? Like the clothes fit? Like you're all stretched out. You're all unpacked spiritually, emotionally, mentally. (laughs) Not just physically. That only takes the first couple months. Um, I don't know. How long did it take you? How long do you think is a good time to say? And I don't know, is the process ever really done? Is there ever? Is it ever closed? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of making this podcast thinking that it will never fully be closed because I feel like I'm still a missionary. So part, I think is still open. I don't know. I'd love your thoughts. So in closing, those are some musings from someone who is very much involved in this American life, but just really wants to talk about that missionary life, stories and hindsight.